Yo, yo, how's it going? And welcome back to the Youth of the Nation podcast, episode 56. I keep saying this is wild, but every time y'all just keep listening to these episodes, I just think it's more wild and more wild. Today, we're going to talk about a couple of topics. We're going to be talking about transitions and what does transition look like for me? How have I dealt with some major transition in my life? Uh, what transitions are coming, what transitions are on the way, and how do we help young people walk through transition? Uh, if you're a young person listening to this, how do I think, uh, as a young person as well, should you uh, walk through transition? Which I'll start with, it's unique for everybody, which is an answer a lot of people in the church world and church hate because it doesn't give us an easy answer and a step one a step two and a step three but i do have some tips and um so way i've operated through transition uh and then i'm going to talk about faith in transition and honestly i'm just gonna talk about the idea of faith and what is faith and why do we have faith in so many things that transition but we really don't have faith when god is calling us to transition or he's calling us to move so let's get into it you know today's episode is going to be a good one i appreciate you guys for listening keep sharing keep reviewing keep listening it really helps me out a lot thank you let's get into the episode I want you to think about the most awkward time in your life. Not kind of awkward, not, you know, some decisions need to be made. None of that. Actually think about the most awkward time in your life. I can 100% bet you that you were thinking of either 5th grade, 6th grade, 7th grade, or 8th grade. These are the most awkward times of our lives. But the reason they're awkward is because there's a lot of physical, mental, uh, maybe some social, uh, maybe stuff that is around us transition in our lives. There's just transition. And as I was getting reviews or getting answers back from, hey, what do you want me to talk about? The number one topic was transition. How do I deal with a transition? This is something that I know about transition especially when it comes to generation z or you know our generation is the thing about transition is it changes everything that's around you very quickly now you may say that it's you know gradual and that it's over time but i would argue that that change that sudden change is very quick it doesn't wait for anybody it doesn't wait to until you're ready transition happens Matter of fact, it's going to happen. So what are we going to do? How are we going to operate in transition? I believe we got to understand how how our young people, how we are looking at transition and how we are operating in it. All right. Because I've heard this quote that there's really two decisions in life. You can either have a decision or the opportunity to act in faith or the opportunity to act in fear. And first I wanna talk about fear, because I believe fear, fear really hurts us in transition, okay? I think about it like this. When you graduate high school, 
There's a lot of faith decisions you're making. You cannot even be a believer. And there's a lot of faith decisions that you are making. You're, you're taking out loans. Maybe. Uh, you're asking your parents if they will help you take out loans. You are going to a new school, maybe. New friends. Changing your social status. Changing your friends. Uh, you... You're getting new things. You're more independent. You're paying for food. You're buying your own food. You're cooking for yourself. Like There's so much transition in this. But you, you have to operate in faith in that because if we operate in fear in that transition, what's going to happen? A spirit of laziness could happen. A spirit of depression could be there. A spirit of anxiety could happen because we didn't handle a transition in faith. Instead, we handled it in fear. Fear's number one role number one call number one like job in our life isn't to make us scared of something it's to make us crippled or fearful or frozen so that we won't do what we're called to do the enemy don't care if you're scared of him right like yeah he probably does but i don't really talk about the enemy like that because i'll be talking about my jesus but at the end of the day I think he wants to freeze us from where we're at. Because if he can stop you in your call, it's the same thing as if we are scared to operate because of him. So in transition, if, if we let fear creep in, it's actually going to freeze us. It's not going to allow us to grow. It's not allow us to go. And I, I was talking this morning at a middle school chapel uh, at the uh, Christian private school in my area. And I realized something. Fear freezes us. And this is outside of transition, but fear truly does freeze us. Man, if you think about the disciples, right? They're young dudes, ain't got no money, or they have a job that is going to give them money. And they're being told to put down all of their things and follow him. And he's going to teach them how to fish for people. That is a transition. That is a transitional period. Also, when they're adolescents, when they're students, he's calling them to do this, right? Because they leave their father to go and do ministry. I can only imagine, right? We get the Cliff Notes version and the Bible's full and it's whole and it's the scripture and I believe in it and I trust it. But something that's crazy is I wish, right? Not trying to add anything, but sometimes I'm like, yo, what if we could get the parts where like God, Jesus was like, yo, Go do this like the first time they needed to preach a sermon or the first time that they were going to lay hands on someone to pray. Jesus was like, go do this. Could you imagine the fear that they had? One, because fear could have frozen them, but also they were transitioning into their call. They were transitioning into their call. And so there was fear, right? I think about it when they're like, yo, we, we got to feed some people. We should send them home so that they can go feed themselves. And God goes, uh. No, you feed them. No, you feed them. And then uses homeboy sack lunch to feed them. See, it's crazy because God is a God of transition. God is a God that believes in transition. Right? Whether it's from a job, whether it's from a certain place, I think we get crippled at transition for ourselves and for other people. So I just have three little tips or 
um, pieces of advice when we approach transitional periods in our life or when our young people or if you are a young person, you are facing transitional periods in our life. And now spoiler alert, the extra fourth one, I know I said three, but there's an extra fourth one. And that's going to be me, be me explaining faith, me explaining having faith in transitions. I realized this weekend that while faith is a concept where a lot of people might click off the show and be like, ah, I already know about faith. It's actually a concept that for me, I need to hear again and again because I'm constantly, most likely losing faith sometimes. Not faith that God's real, not faith that God loves me, not faith that Jesus died on the cross, but faith that like, I can do this or (laughs) faith that like, God's going to be with me in this. Like, that's where I often lose lose, or lose a little bit of my faith. So here we go. My first tip or advice or role when it comes to transitioning well is number one, do it in prayer. Do it in prayer. Don't don't go into a transition or don't or a forced transition, right? Of adolescence to high school to middle school to uh, to college to a job, whatever. It's don't go into a forced transition or a regular transition without first talking to Jesus. Because when I think about the people who transitioned in the Bible, right? God always gave them the call, right? He changed their position, but the call always stayed the same. So we got to go to prayer so know that we're going into the correct position when he has already given us the call. So first, like, start with prayer. We should not be, as people of faith, transitioning without knowing that God is walking with us in that transition. We should know that. That we can't go through a transition without first talking to God. Number two. And I think this one isn't the most important one, but it's one that humbled me time and time again. Transition sometimes, realize this, and this is what we need to realize, number two. Transition sometimes can actually lead us to holy resistance. What does that mean? We have to understand that we need to run away from sin, run away from evil, and sometimes transition allows us to do that. Yeah, I remember in high school, your boy was wild, okay? In high school, I wasn't living the life that I wanted to. And I remember high school, the transition from high school to college or high school to a job outside of high school came quick and it caused me to mature. And since for me, I stepped into a role of being a pastor over middle schoolers and leading middle schoolers, I had to clean my act up. Now, do I, did I fall? Sure, but I'm saying after college, I had to clean my act up in everything that I did. I couldn't be as disorganized. I couldn't be so, you know, just fret or stressed or anxious. I, uh, my car had to be cleaner. You know, like my room had to be cleaner. I had to stay organized on email. I had to check email. Like all of these things that we don't do. But in transition, I've realized that transition has caused me to. To learn holy characteristics and create holy resistance. What's holy resistance? Literally throwing the Jesus stiff arm to evil and sin in our lives. So one, go in prayer. Two, understand that this transitional period could actually be a time for holiness. A time for holiness. A time of change. Right? So 
I guess that second one isn't really an advice piece. It's kind of like, remember, remember that when we transition, it doesn't have to be evil. It doesn't have to be sad. It doesn't have to be angering. But man, we got to do it knowing that this could actually get us away from the things that are hindering us in our call. Number three, transition well. What does that mean? Because these are vices for transitioning well. Transition well. You, we all could think of people, especially when we're in ministry, of people who transitioned well and of people who did not transition well. I'll give you one instance. Um, I can remember working for an organization and the person wanted to leave. One of the people on the team wanted to leave. And before even having a conversation, they were kind of already turning the wheels, should I say. Already turning the wheels like, you know, I might be out here. Like, people thought. That's, I mean, to me, that's not wrong. Like, people can think. Like, but what happened is when he said, hey, I'm leaving, the work and the honor that he had for the position that he was in or where he was at fell down. Let me put this in a youth context. In middle school and high school, uh, so often, like in transition, right? We, it's called senioritis, or you know, eighth grade, or ritis, or senioritis in college. Like, right when we get to the end of something and the transition period is coming, we usually get lazy at the end of that period, right? At the end of that trend, or should I say, the beginning of the transitional period, because we transition into our new position, or our new job, or our new phase of life. But what I'm finding is, what if we became a people who transitioned well, and so when we left something, or when we were going to leave something, or when it was a forced transition, we actually finished well, and when we finish with quality, I believe we're able to start with quality. See, the issue was, when I transitioned from a job before, I did not end in quality because I knew that I was on my way out. So the start of my next position didn't start in quality because I didn't finish well. So how could I believe that I could start well? It's not a switch we can flip. In a transitional period, we have to finish well, but then we have to also start well. And these are biblical things that we know, right? Start well, finish well, blah, blah. We know this, but how often do we see it? I'll be honest, um, my, the job that I entered at, the church I'm at, um, the previous homeboy there, um, I believe you'd be okay with me saying his name, Josh, um, the transition was well. Um, he led until the day he was out, uh, allowed the new person to start well, set up him well. We met for hours and just talked about the students and the ministry and and how much she believed in me, and it was awesome. And something that was crazy was when we when we talked about transitioning well, um, we kept saying to each other, man, this has been one of the greatest transitions I've been a part of. Because I feel like, one, we're on the same team, even though we're going different ways. And also, there was no... There was no even semblance in my heart where I felt like he didn't want to finish his role well or set up kids well. 
and also set up the next person well. And that's another thing in transition. If we can finish well, if it's a position, then we can then also set up the person that is behind us or the person that's coming next. We can set them up well. You know what I mean? And I don't mean set the bar low. I'm saying set the bar high. So one, the person who's coming in knows the culture, knows the bar, shall I say, and they can help create their own bar and create their own culture and create their own, you know, their own work. That's, I mean, that's what I believe we're called to do. So let's do it. Let's do it. My fourth point in transitioning well is faith. (laughs) I just realized that Seahawks fans, right? Let's talk about Seahawks fans. I'm from Seattle. Seahawks fans have so much faith that their team is going to win the Super Bowl, right? I mean, every team does, right? We're going to win the Super Bowl. We're going to do this right. We're going to do this. You know, we got the right team. Everything's right. You know what I've heard every year since that last year we've won the last year? We, not me. The last year that they won the Super Bowl, that we're going to win it again. Again and again. Every team believes that, right? I'm just picking on Seahawks fans because I'm from Seattle. But you know what I found that's just so wild to me? That's just wild to me. They haven't won the Super Bowl in four years. But we have faith that they will. Their teammates, their team has faith that they will. They don't prepare to do less. They prepare to go for the Super Bowl. Knowing only, literally only one team could win. But every team, whether they know they're bad or whether they know they're great, the goal stays the same. We are preparing to go fight and win a Super Bowl. If that's not the goal, I've been told by a couple NFL guys I know, but if that's not the goal, then what we're doing is for nothing. Obviously, we get big checks, but what you're doing for nothing is. So if we can have faith in something that honestly you can't see you can see the team on paper but you don't know how a team's going to play you don't know how a team's going to do you don't know what injuries are going to happen you don't know what's going to happen to the coach you don't know what's going to happen to the nfl landscape you know who's going you don't know who's going to get suspended but what's crazy is we don't we have faith in those things but we usually have such little faith in transition why because we can't see god and we don't know what he's going to do but we can do it with sports. We can do it with things that are kind of tangible, but honestly, at the end of the day, when you get, oh my goodness, when you get to the end, you don't know what's going to happen, but you have faith in it. And I just want to say, what if, again, what if we became a people, a young generation, a old generation, a pastoral people that looked at life and said, I'm going to have faith that this is a great transition. I'm going to have faith that God's going to do what he needs to do can't see it but i know what's going to happen i can't see it but i know what's going to happen have faith in transition your process your three-step process is going to be different i'm not here to give that i'm here to give when i've seen myself transition poorly it's always been because i operated in fear And I was scared of what was next. And I was scared. And I was scared I couldn't do what the last person did. And I was, and I didn't feel like I I had enough room to operate. But you know what did work? When I had room to operate, but also when I had faith that this transition is going to go well. 
So whether you're a sixth grader, seventh grader, eighth grader, transitioning into high school or transitioning into your next grade or transitioning to a sports team or you're a high school transitioning into college or a college transitioning into an adult world, transition well by having faith. Don't let fear cripple you. Do not let it cripple you. Don't let it cripple you. <laughs> I got made fun of because I kept repeating you matter at the end of the last episode. So I'm going to keep repeating. Don't let it cripple you. Don't let fear cripple you. It's not there to scare you. It's there to freeze you. All right? That's the goal. They're there to freeze you. You ever watch a, you ever watch a horror movie? What the, what the white lady do? She don't run away from the issue. She stare at it. She just look at it. She be like, oh, you going to kill me? All right, I'll just stare at you and scream. And then what happens? Homegirl dies. All right? We can't have that. We got to transition well. And we got to run from fear. <laughs> that was a terrible, terrible analogy. Maybe it worked. Who knows? Let me know. But... Hey guys, thank you for listening to the Youth of the Nation podcast. I appreciate you guys. I'll catch you guys next week. Uh, again, we'll be back on that Friday schedule. Uh, or that, sorry, that Thursday schedule. We'll be back on that Thursday schedule. So you'll get two episodes this week in about a three-day turnaround. Uh, but thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for loving the show well and supporting me and sharing. Uh, I appreciate it. And I'll catch you guys next week. Peace.